Bandwidth for Erotic Awakening was provided by listeners like you. Listeners like the community builders in El Paso. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Ready? I think so. One, two, three. Happy Happy anniversary. anniversary. See, I didn't let you have it this time. (laughs) Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. (laughs) Today is our 11th wedding anniversary, and the uh, first two attempts to record the podcast, you got to say it first. (laughs) So now we're saying it together. (laughs) Now we're saying it together. So 11 years married, coming up on 12 years collared, and 14 years living together. (laughs) Yeah, because we're very young. We got together when we were three or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I do want to thank quickly um, our friends from El Paso for providing the uh, bandwidth for this episode of Erotic Awakening. Mm -hmm. We had the opportunity. They were in Ohio for... uh, A family wedding. Family wedding. So we uh, had the opportunity to hang out with them for a little bit, find out a little bit about what's going on in their neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. And... uh, that kind of led us to, and along with a lot of interesting things that are going on in our neck of the woods, uh, a future episode, probably next episode, we'll talk a little bit about the community itself. That, right, right. Uh, especially after um, uh, seeing that Lee and Molina just put out a new book, Playing Well with Others, mm-hmm. and about navigating through the community. I think it'd be a good, and, and there's interesting news going on in our community, so it'll be interesting to reflect on, but that's a future Episode. It is a future episode. Though soon, soon. We need to blog about it. Yes. Uh, today, though, we'll, we will be talking about getting the play that you want, about Ooh. negotiating, about how to get the kind of uh, kink that you want in your mm-hmm. life into your life. And the funny thing about that is this t- topic actually came up for us. Well, it comes up a lot. People, <laughs> whenever we travel and present or just getting email from uh, listeners on the podcast, they'll say, you know, I heard your podcast about so-and-so or I see you teach class about so-and-so. Right. I would love to be getting some of that. How do I find people or how do I get my partner started? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, me and my partner used to do that. Right. And we don't do that anymore. And often we tell people, well, you just got to sit down in front of, across from each other at a table and talk. So. Can you picture the conversation? Er, uh, er. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a very scary conversation. <laughs> it is. Um, so we're going to talk a lot about some of those negotiation techniques that, and some of the ways you can do that. But we're going to start off by talking about. This topic came up for us many months ago, and it continues to come up. Mm-hmm. And then we had some time back, somebody said, "Hey, why don't we do? Why don't you do something like this, or why don't we do something like this? I can help you, right?" Mm-hmm. And ta-da, we finally get to the spot where we're ready to go live we with do, this idea. We do. So it's a new project. A, it's new, a pro- new project. Absolutely. And we've actually been hinting about this a little bit, hinting, not hitting, hinting <laughs> about this over the last couple of months that we had a new project on the burner, and. Um, uh, yeah, it's not a book this time. No. It is a game. And and you have a beta of the game there in I your do hand. have a beta of the game. So somebody came to us with um, the idea of a deck of cards. And this deck of cards is called Kinkstarter. So it's going to be Erotic Awakenings Kinkstarter. Kink and what we've done is we've come up with three types of cards that go in this deck, right? Mm-hmm. There's the scenes. There's the accessories. And, and then the there's implements. optional implements as yes. well. <laughs> so... For example, so you can use this in a variety of ways. And and we're going to ask you, oh, Erotic Awakening listeners, this is not really live yet. It doesn't exist yet until right. you kind of help us out yes. to bring it to life. And we'll talk about that in a second, how mm-hmm. that happens. But the idea of the cards is this. Let's say you've just met somebody for the first time. I'm going to keep a deck of these in my toy bag. Oh, absolutely. So come negotiation time, you sit at the table, mm-hmm. and you've got your deck of cards. Yeah. If you're... Already involved in the alternative lifestyle, you go to kink events and something, you've met somebody that you want to play with, but it's hard to sit across from somebody and say, hey, do you feel like doing this and this? You know, we'll talk about some of the ways you can do that, but the Kinkstarter game, the idea of the Kinkstarter deck that Dawn's got there in her hands is that you can take your scenes and your accessories and your implements, implements, and (laughs) you could 
together build the kind of scene that you want. Mm-hmm. So what you would do, what I would do is if I was negotiating with somebody, right? And, and like, like Dan was saying, there's a couple ways you can use these, but let's just say I was negotiating with somebody. What you do is I would go through the deck and I would pull out the stuff that I'm not interested in doing that evening. Right. So things that don't interest me, things that I'm not interested in, I would pull those cards out. And then I would hand the deck to the person that I'm negotiating with and let them pull out the cards that they're not interested in. Because right. tops aren't interested in some things as well. And then you put out the three little piles, your red cards, your blue cards, and your green cards. And then you pull one from the red cards, which is the uh, scenes. Mm-hmm. And, oh my God, there's some good ones. I was supposed to pull one randomly, right? But uh, <laughs> let's say... You're being greedy. I'm going being greedy. Through. So. So let's do fire and ice. Okay. Okay. So I pull the fire and ice as the scene card, which could be fire cupping. It could be ice rubbing. It could uh-huh. be, you know, anything like that. So fire and ice. And then I'm going to do a green card. And the green card is the accessories. And we are going with, see, I'm looking again. Ooh, duct tape, saran wrap, and zip ties. <laughs> Yay. And then the blue card, which is the implements, we are going with the flogger. Absolutely. It'd be more random than that. Yes, you're being being greedy. (laughs) So the neat thing is um, you could get it down to, and the great part from from being a top perspective, Mm -hmm. when somebody comes up to me and says, gee, you know, I've seen you play. I'd love to play with you sometime. I always say, well, that's great. I'd love to play. What do you want to, you know, what kind of play are you interested in? You know, when they say, oh, anything. I know that that's not true. They're not right. interested in anything, but they don't want to say they don't want to appear to be topping from the bottom or want, limiting or limiting, or, right? Yeah. So I could use this card deck and say, well, you know what? Here's the fourth. Here's four types of scenes that I'm really good at. Mm-hmm. You know, we could shuffle them up, and you could pick one at random, or you could go through these four, and you could just take a card and hand it back to me, and I say, ah, great, we've got to start then, right? right? We could do the same with the accessories and the implements as well. But it puts it into a tactile space instead of just a thinking, verbalizing right. space. Now, the one spot, the spot that we think this could be really valuable is uh-huh. when we get the conversations from people to say, look, I feel like I'm kinky, and I want to get my partner to see if they're interested in being kinky with me. Right. Um, and what we've said in the past, one of the things you do, well, you just sit, you have to just communicate with them. You just have to sit across the table and talk to them. And that's very challenging to do, especially if it's a long-term relationship. You're introducing this brand new concept. Uh-huh. The idea instead, you could take this deck of cards and say, hey, look, honey, look at these, these uh, wacky cards that I found. And you go through them together. And, you, get, and, you know, if your partner looks at foot worship and says, uh-huh. wow, foot worship. Boy, remember that movie we saw? Boy, that kind of <laughs> turned me on. You can say, okay, well, let's put that in this other pile over here. And if they look at fire and ice or they look at uh, double penetration, because there's some, some there's pretty some hardcore, hardcore ones out there. there too. <laughs> you know, they might say, you know, oh, that was not so interesting to me. But they might come to another one that says... Um, your favorite vibrator or, and or butt see, plugs. And you and you'll see be... their eyes light up because they can't help it. <laughs> right. So uh, we think that, and there's the other way that we accidentally found that the cards have been very valuable for us is that you and I already own, uh, we, when we go to, to a play party, we always mm-hmm. start by going through the, the big chest and saying, all right, what, do you, what toys do you want to take this time? Right. Do you want to take this? Do you want to take that? Do you want to take this? And I always, always say, well, look, I want to take these two floggers. I want to take this. I want to take this. I always take my favorite toys. Mm-hmm. And these have been a really neat opportunity for us experienced players, been around for a little bit, to randomize our scenes because I don't let you go through them like that. Right. Right. We <laughs> randomly pick a couple things out, create a scene out of it, and it's it's been pretty neat to kind of like to do a little sparky thing for our yeah. uh, old term relationship that we have now. Apparently. Love it. Love it. So that is the Erotic Awakening Kink Starter card game. So um, currently it is in, uh, we have a beta set, we have mm-hmm. a designer, we have a printer, we have everything that we need to do to put this together except for the actual funding mm-hmm. to create the decks themselves. Right. So um, you now we talked about how are we going to come up with this funding. Well, A, we could sell the cat, but no one wanted I, to buy. No, she's a little psychotic. Yes. <laughs> um, and you and I are both working people, but we, you know, we pay our bills and stuff, right? right we right. we're very grateful when a uh, like our podcast listeners help pay for the bandwidth you mm-hmm. know from a donation we say well we're, i don't want to just do a donation pitch i want them to get something out right. of it so uh we thought about and what we did we're going to go through what's called kickstarter yep. and if you're not familiar with kickstarter it's crowdsourced funding it's the idea that we're going to put something out there mm-hmm. 
And if you donate towards this thing, you'll get something in return. Right. And uh, if you haven't been out to Kickstarter before, and I, I, I'm trying to be clear <laughs> because our game sounds like that, you know, you go out there, check it out. It's really neat. People trying to start record albums and T-shirt design companies. Oh, yeah, comic books comic and books. games and yeah, all, all kinds, kinds of stuff. stuff so. so we're putting our thing out there on, on the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And what, the prizes, you get rewards if you donate towards the um, putting the project together. So, And the rewards can be anything from a thank you email for the smaller contributions. And for the larger contributions, you might even be able to design one of the cards in the deck with your name on it. Right. And for a very reasonable donation, you get a deck of cards. Right. So if, if you're listening to this, say, look, I don't care about crowdsourcing and funding. I just want a damn deck of cards. Go donate the amount of amount for the deck of cards and get a deck of cards. And it's pretty much a fair value. Um, and it's very helpful to us to get the game out there. And mm-hmm. it's very helpful to everybody else who might need something like this. Might want something like this to help them negotiate. Now, the trick with Kickstarter is that it has to be fully funded for you to get right. any of the money towards your project. So we've um, come up with how much we know that we need mm-hmm. to make this possible and cover the rewards. And that's all we're asking for. And there's 21 days from the time we hit the go button to get it funded. Is there only 21 days? There's only 21 Sheesh. days. So, and it's got to be fully funded. So for uh, people that are listening to the podcast on the day that we publish it, uh-huh. go out there. And for people that, and we often hear from people that, oh, I'm just trying to catch up on back episodes. <laughs> you know, you're fucked. You didn't get it. <laughs> Hopefully, though, we'll find out that it was successful and you can get a deck of cards because it becomes self-sustaining. Yes, that's so, the goal. to find out more about the Erotic Awakening Kinkstarter cards, head over to kinkstarter.eroticawakening.com. So K-I-N-K-S-T-A-R, blah, 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 dot eroticawakening.com, <laughs> and that will take you to the Kickstarter project where you can see more about the cards, what the rewards are, and give us your money. There's a little video with uh, what the cards look like and everything. Yes. So all kinds of details. <laughs> all kinds of shit. So that's that. Um, Yay. Wow. I'm all excited about that project, too. I am too. So it's, we it's, did a lot of projects. We get to do some interesting stuff. And it's been a while coming together. And, and mm-hmm. it's really neat. Living MS for us, and we're away from product placement now, folks, was a passion. Yes. It's how we live our life. And we mm-hmm. got to turn it into a book, and now we get to sell it as a book. Right. Uh, and I feel equal about the potential for the kink starter decks that oh, we're doing. absolutely. I think this is going to be a fantastic opportunity for people that are not getting enough play or any play or want to be involved in play. Or have read that new book that's really popular and don't know how to bring it into their bedroom. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Sex Stories and Power Exchange. Oh, that's that one. That's the one right. I'm talking about. <laughs> I thought you meant that 50-something of something. Um, so that's that. I do want to say, uh, you know, people, um, I wonder sometimes, what's the next tentacle thing someone can send us? We've seen all the tentacle sex oh at this God. point. Fatmaster and Dragon's Little Red Pixie have been sending me links like you would not believe. But the one other The other chip is still the number one tentacle chip porn is fan. Absolutely, absolutely. But the one picture that was sent to me, oh my God, I laughed so hard. And I would so do this. Oh, this sounds so creepy. If the granddaughter wasn't around. <laughs> <laughs> the picture is of a Cthulhu tentacle Christmas tree. And it is so awesome. But if I saw her touching the tentacles, I'd just be really creeped out. <laughs> but it's absolutely yes, amazing. Yes. The uh, Now, TT's Toy sent us um, a few links about tentacle sex as well. But did they send a question as they, well? Uh, yeah, they also sent a question. They, weren't, um, they were taking a, a look at the pictures and the links that have been sent to me, and they were just confused as to what it was about tentacle sex that really drove me crazy. Uh-huh. And um, so I pointed her back to the episode that Naylin broke down the whole tentacle sex scene and what it is like psychologically that really, really gets me going on the whole tentacle sex thing. And, and that was really neat. We did this, this, and we refer to it often because it's one of our favorites was the nailing uh, tentacle sex, or actually it was just designing your scene, mm-hmm. sort of a, uh, how to create that space and uh-huh. why things are exciting to you. And then, and then my friends in, in Indianapolis kind of, took the ideas from that episode and made the scene happen. Yes. <laughs> so, hi, Bad Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said something about your um, heading back to Indianapolis in a few weeks. I'm thinking about it. I need to get up with them and see what's going on. So, I have a free evening. Ooh. 
Speaking of uh, number one tentacle fan Chip, uh-huh. uh, he we, he suggested a um, uh, a new ringtone that he would like to have, which would be the EA opening music. Right. So up on our uh, website, I have a section for uh, resources where we have um, I put not only is the moaning you moaning <laughs> uh, text tone up there. But also the uh, EA opening music is now a ringtone that you can put nice. on your phone. You know what? I need a little recorder in my... <laughs> I just thought of where I could put a recorder. <laughs> I'm going to record Because <laughs> the noises you were making last night, <laughs> new ringtone. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> That'd be awesome. So now one of the things that um, we were just mentioning is that, ooh, I might have a night off in a couple of weeks. And um, the reason I've been so daggone busy is because of the Columbus Insight Center that we opened. So, or the room, and oh my gosh, have we been busy. Over the last week, I had Michelle Belanger here who did Sado Shamanism Saturday night, the Energy Body all day Sunday, and then we had Lady Lynn and Phoenix Spirit come in Monday night for Eros Gathering and do Sex Magic the Primer, and then I ran the Kundalini <laughs> Workshop on Tuesday night, and then we have, you know, a group that always meets on Wednesdays, and then, I mean, back to back to back, I'm like on energy overload, though I'm still able to talk. <laughs> you are still able to talk. Um, very cool. Yeah. And then the, uh, the whole... Um, and you mentioned the, the adopt a family for Christmas thing, right? Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. Well, and I want to actually save that for next episode when we talk okay. about community. Fabulous. But that went fabulous as well. Yeah, I did a quick post of we need to adopt a family, and boom, everybody came out of the woodwork. So filling out the wish list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yep, absolutely. We we'll talk about it next time. Um. So Don, how's your sex life? <laughs> really good. Good. Glad to hear it. Have any good sex lately? I did. I did. <laughs> Anything you want to talk about? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Though it was something that we fantasized about for a while. You know, I had somebody write me, uh, and we talked a little bit about the tentacle porn and stuff. We, uh-huh. we had somebody write uh, recently, and they said, is there too much porn to make FetLife actually valuable? Hmm. That FetLife is, and, and we have seen this over the last, I don't know, year and a half, that as FetLife has grown in... Um, in how popular it is and how right. many people are on it, it becomes more and more of a porn site. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I look at my feed, it's mostly about people that are commenting on pictures and movies and stuff like that. But there's still some good stuff in there. It, there is. But if you go to Kinky and Popular, for example. now, And it's really funny that to step back and say, well, what the, well what's porn, right? Right. Uh, it's interesting to, because one man's porn is another man's arts, blah, blah, blah. Right. But of... If you go to the, like the kinky and popular page of FetLife, you'll see most of the stuff up there is uh, woman-based, naked naughtiness, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't mean good, bad, right, wrong. I'm not anti-porn or for porn. I've got some porn, and there's some <laughs> porn I like, there's some porn I don't like. Um, but so, do you think that FetLife has just got too has gotten so much porn on it now that it's no longer really about the social aspect? It's not about the community aspect. It's just about people getting their jollies off of the naughty no, pictures. No, not at all. Because for me, I don't look at the pictures and movies hardly at all, mm-hmm. unless somebody sends me a, a tentacle link. <laughs> right. So I'm not out perusing the porn. I'm going through my groups and actually reading the titles in my groups and doing wall to wall posts and things like that. So for me. Me, personally, it is community and, you know, communication, interaction. So, like I said, I don't do a lot with the porn at all. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't even, I don't have the time <laughs> for it to be about the porn, you know? <laughs> Fuck, I don't have it for it to be about the 1,800 groups that I'm on. But I know, but I keep going to my groups wanting to delete some, but they're all good. Yeah. the uh, I, I personally, I think I, I mostly agree with you, although it does, for me, it is somewhat distracting. Mm-hmm. From my friend, you know, my friend feed, you have right. this feed that goes through all the recent activity. Yeah. And when the first page of it is all um, so-and-so liked this naked picture of this woman they've never met. And so-and-so liked this picture of, you know. Yeah, but it's usually, they're not liking one picture. They're usually liking 177 pictures. Yeah. <laughs> that... Um, isn't a bad thing, but it does it takes me away from actually going through and seeing anything of value there. So uh, that's the only drawback that I have. It's it's very much easy to navigate. It's exactly like you said. If what you really want out of FetLife is to look at 
na naked people, mm -hmm. FetLife is very easy to do Absolutely. that. If what you want to do is read about community or read about social events or read about uh, just people jimmer jamming about, mm -hmm. you can do that as well. If you want classifieds, you can yeah. do that as well. There's tons of classified. So to me, it's a really great network, and it's a lot easier to navigate than some of the other ones out there, and you don't have to pay for it. Very true. So, <laughs> and there's a, you know, there's this aspect of people wanting to post naughty pictures of themselves or their friends, not from a porn perspective, but from a freedom perspective of, a, right. of wanting to share the neat bruises that they got. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not all, hi, my name is Joe, here's my cock sort of picks not right? all of them some of them <laughs> okay um so it is uh, so it is not nearly it so speaking of the, the fet life um i got nothing else to say about that but the facebook we did get likes from gypsies blue uh -huh. and jay blevins who we recently right interviewed just us. recently interviewed us so want to see how fast i can go through the new subscribers why not um, this got... would be on the pot the uh uh, email list. Email list yes. that I have written a story for. You have, and it's going to go out as soon as we click the live button on Kickstarter and post this podcast. Then goes out the email to all the subscribers. Who's going to get that? So, who's going to, well, you want to know who the new people yes, are? Yes, just the new people. Okay, so the new people we have Fran and PA, Miss Carla. Miss Carla from Michigan. Amber in Ohio. Jungle oh, Cat in California. Amber. Uh, MJ in Antigua. Come visit us, says MJ. <laughs> I say, putting words in their mouth. Mark from Chicago. Sir Head from Indiana. <laughs> That's going on the list of best names. Matt from New York. Adele from PA. Silent Screams, also in Ohio. Matthew from Wisconsin. And you say that one. Kiera. From? Arizona. Thank you for subscribing to the newsletter. Don't know why you guys do it, but I'm going to write some... Speaking of porn. <laughs> you know what, though? I actually you know what I wrote. <laughs> Blessings. Holy cow. What I wrote was um, a naughty fantasy type thing, but it's mm -hmm. actually a legitimate thing as well. Uh-huh. So if those new subscribers in Ohio read that and they say, hey, that's pretty damned hot, mm -hmm. then I'm right around the corner, right? <laughs> uh, and you could, what do they call it? Call you, call your bluff, sort of Ooh. thing. So there or you maybe go. you need a card, and they can play their card. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. And uh, while we're talking about people, uh, PJ is a new listener for the show, and um, thank you. And uh, she found out of the show through Candy. Oh, oh, very good. And um, and speaking of Candy, Scotty Gunner says, "How did that collaring go?" So how did the collaring go? Oh, the collaring went great. So, um, for those that are collared by Master Dan, I highly suggest reading the chapter on how my collaring went. Yes. Because <laughs> they can be a little um, rough. Yeah, the way I like to do collarings is to make it part of, um, to make it a ritual, but also mm -hmm. I like to start off with that. Uh, are you familiar with a man called Horse? The movie A Man Called Horse. I am. So there's a the idea for the ritual that you're going to actually go through a um, and what is the word that I want there? I don't know. Test is what comes to mind. A but test. A you know something to really explore your desire, make, desire to move forward <laughs> to, and not pull the plug and say, "Whoa, stop that bullshit. We're done." Right? Because it's you been know? fun. It's been fun. It's been fun. Okay, little test. It's been fun leading up to the up to the collaring ritual yeah. you know and then you get the bam is this really what i want to do mm -hmm. so and you have to make that choice so yay and i think and, it went and, really uh, well and she did she quite well made the right choice yes i, I think, think she did too <laughs> uh you still don't want to talk about the sexy sexy from last night no this is kind of related in some sort of know, way but we won't I talk know. about that now. you actually got me blushing so thank you uh, well, good good thing we don't do a live uh, video podcast then, huh? <laughs> So thank you, Scotty. The um, I thought the collaring went quite well. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Um, and I never, as much as I was pushing, and I do get in the zone. Uh, I never had any doubt that she was going to muscle through it, and she did. Good. Uh, I do want to read this. So we received this, um, and the person said, "I don't know if you want to, if it's a poem, if it's a letter, if it's a story, or whatever." It's called a letter to those I love. Mm -hmm. By a guy named Strife. Mm -hmm. And um, 
it's just a really powerful little writing. And I said, well, why don't we share that on the podcast? And you said, uh-huh. So we're going to. Um, do you want to split it up? It is kind of I do want to split it up. Okay. Just point at me when it's my turn. Okay. Um, so I'm just, let's just, no more background. Let's just read it. Okay. Rejoice, for love is all around you. Love thyself. Let yourself be selfish and open your minds and hearts to the idea that you are perfect. You, to the beautiful and simple idea that you are loved as a person for who you are, that you have worth not for your title and accomplishments, that you are beautiful for just being you. Take the day to reflect and ponder what new paths in life you wish to take. Take this day to prepare for tomorrow. Take this day to see and feel who you are within this outer shell called skin. Take this day for to love yourself. You are beautiful, I know this. Forget those voices that say otherwise, those voices that attack you both from outside and inside yourself. Focus your mind on the love that surrounds you. That overwhelming feeling of love released to those around you is powerful. You have power. You, my brothers and sisters, who all come together in this world in love. You who are my family, you who are my community, you who I love, I love you so much, and I hate to see you in so much conflict, in strife. There is much division in your heart. Take this day to see how much love you have and how fruitless it is to hurt yourself, how damaging it is to hurt others, and how fulfilling it can be to extend your love to those around you. Things like sympathy, caring, empathy, tolerance, understanding, forgiveness, and happiness are not just words. They are foundations of what we have deep within ourselves. To feel the warmness of love is what you need. It is what I need. Love thyself. Love thy brother. Love thy sister. You are not on your own. You are of worth. Take the day to those who... Take the day to right those wrongs, those wrongs committed in blind hatred, lashing out in anger. Take the day to make love to yourself, therefore sharing that love with others. On those cold days and nights, I am kept warm by my love, by the love surrounding me, by your love, and by the careful caring that all of your hearts give, reaching out to us all. In this cold night, I must tell you, my beloved friends and family, I feel warm, I am loved, and ultimately realize that I am love. Bask in the heat of it and come together in peace, laying down our swords and shields. I love you. Oh, I like that. That'd be good to read during the community it topic one, yes. too. So that was, a, uh, that was called A Letter to Those I Love by a guy named Strife. It will... Um, Fabulous. Um, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Very nice. How, how are we going to follow that? I mean, it's uh, really neat to see people impassioned about what they believe and what they see. And it's mm-hmm. nice to I'll give them the opportunity to um, give it voice to Absolutely. a little bit of an audience. Absolutely. So for a segue with that, you can send your poetry <laughs> there you go. or writings to Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. You can use the got comment form on the webpage. Or on Facebook, find us under Erotic Awakening, all one word. On FetLife, find our porn at Erotic Awakening, <laughs> two words. Or on Twitter at Dan and Dawn. And you can find a link to the newsletter that we were talking about on the front page of eroticawakening.com. Yay. Yay, indeed. Um, you know, we have not gotten around to telling people about the season's beatings party. Yay. It's going to be fun. So, Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. So join them at the AIS Seasons Beatings Party, Saturday, December 15th, 2012. $20 at the door, bring your photo ID. It is from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. at the Princeton Club, second floor VIP room. And you will there see a variety of people from the podcast. Barak and Sheba, of course, will be there from the Erotic Awakening, uh, BSing with Barak and Sheba podcast. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't surprise me if our bet or Candy are running around as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen will be there taking tickets normally, I think. And um, I might be there, but I'm bringing the beta deck of cards. <laughs> are you now? <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. Um, so I guess 
I don't know. We were supposed to talk about negotiation. Yes, we started the topic. All right. We started the topic. (laughs) Uh, So I'm just going through here. I do want real quickly. Fast Master sent a tentacle lick with Link, which we will put out there. And also uh, something I do want to mention absolutely is that an anonymous donator donated $50 not to the podcast. Aww. but to you and I, so Aww. we can have a nice anniversary dinner. How sweet. Yes, that was very sweet of the anonymous slave candy to do that. <laughs> Who, uh, your anonymity is not my problem <laughs> at all. So, well, I'd also like to talk about meaner gear. <laughs> do you now? Yes. We really have a topic, folks. Hold tight. We do, we do. But first... Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Manor Gear. Manor Gear is owned by a lifestyle couple with over 20 years experience and sells handcrafted leather goods. They specialize in custom made items and the repair and restoration of your leather goods. Slave tested and master approved. Find out more at www.manorgear.com. Every once in a while I wonder if people tune in specifically for the, the topic if they just spread, if they just speed forward past all of our bantering. But I, I think... Know. You know what? When I listen to our podcast, which I do listen to our podcast. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I listen more to the banter than I do the actual interviews. Yep. Uh, the, the topic I'll listen to because it is banter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really interesting. I mean, and then when I listen, like, for example, Kevin Pollock's chat show. Right. I listen to all the banter leading up to the guest. And if the guest isn't somebody who I'm already interested in, I'll, I'll stop there. Mm-hmm. So though I, do, I did listen to the last interview, but maybe that's because... We were the ones interviewed. <laughs> and I have been getting questions on that interview, too, by the way. Uh, so. Absolutely. And uh, obviously, those are uh, very powerful echoing so far. That yes. uh, interview about abuse and trauma and that sort of thing. And, and being able to overcome it in an MS lifestyle and things like that. Yeah. So I've been getting a lot of feedback. Good. A lot of questions. Uh, that's, you know, that's what it's all about. Yep. Uh, and then uh, the only other thing I was going to say about the, that, and the, we, you, were, you said you listened to five episodes of... Big Fatty the other day. I did. Which is an entire podcast. It's all banter. There's never it a topic. It is all banter. It is him going through scratch-offs and coupons, coupons and, and his grocery like list. And, but it's still funny. So, Dawn. No, Big um, Fatty. <laughs> <laughs> we, so, when we think about getting the kind of play that we want... Did you have something else coming? Oh on? no! Last night that I'm not talking about. At one point, you said no, big fatty, and I'm wondering <laughs> if the person with us was going. He just called her fatty. <laughs> she needs to listen to the big fatty podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, she might have been able to. She might have thought, "Gee, is that appropriate for you to say?" She might have spoke up about that. Except, for- hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> just say she was unable to speak at that moment in time. Um, so last night, speaking of last night, I asked you at about, we had anniversary plans that changed drastically suddenly. And I asked you, said, Hey, why don't we go, why don't we break out, uh, a particular toy toy, we'll say, (laughs) and play. Okay. And you said, okay. And I said, what kind of, what do you want to do? And right? you said, oh, no. I know. I always say that. I don't know. You caught me off guard. I'm yes. not sure. And, and uh, both of us were, um, now we could have just grabbed the cards. See, and, you're grinning too. I know. I'm going to try not to, <laughs> and I'm going to try not to pitch the fuck out of the, the Kinkstarter, the Erotic Way and Kinkstarter card game because it's, it's the fucking perfect solution from our opinion. Right, right. But beyond that, you don't have the cards, right? Mm-hmm. So we ended up, you ended up thinking about a Nova dinner on the way, you said, ooh, mm-hmm. I've got an idea. Mm-hmm. So how do you negotiate? So if you meet somebody new or, or somebody you're already playing with, how do you get that scene that you want? What do you do to, to get the kind of play that you want to get? Right. So I'm asking well, you. Adele. You're asking me. Well, you know, even, good God, I've been negotiating for, what, 13 years now? Uh-huh. And it still gets difficult. It still gets difficult. There's classes taught on it. There's advice given. There's do's and don'ts and, you know, hard limit list and soft limit list and, you know, and all this type of stuff. And it can be still be really difficult. And um, one of the things that I found when I negotiate now is that um, I go more for a feeling. I give some boundaries and then go more for a feeling when I'm talking to somebody. But I absolutely talk to people before I play, right? you know, so that we can go over medical things and allergies and, you know, what are absolute hard limits and things like that. Now, so at this point in my life, I go more for what I, what I, the feeling that I'd like to accomplish the last couple of people I've played with. 
And um, now when I first started out, and what I highly recommend to new people that are negotiating is know what your hard limits are. Yeah. At least some of them. So that's that's where I want to start with that. Okay. Is you, first off, you have to look in the mirror and say, here's the kind of things I'm not mm-hmm. willing to do. And even if you want to caveat it today. Or with a new person. Because I've got some hard limits that are complete hard limits mm-hmm. that I won't do with anybody. Right. You know, and um, some of them are just hard limits that I won't do with new people. Right. You know, until I get to know them. So understanding yourself, looking in the mirror and saying, these are things that are not on my list of things I want to do. And to understand that that is 100% okay. When Mm -hmm. you go to a, whether it's a little house party or you meet someone or you go to these big fetish events, you're going to see people have all kinds of fetishes and all kinds of kinks. Some of them you don't have to do. Doesn't matter that somebody else thinks it's great or there's a whole group devoted to it. You don't have to do those things. Example, Mm -hmm. I don't get into diaper play. Right. I have no interest in diaper play. It doesn't do anything for me. Uh, I check. I look. I'm sitting here naked doing the podcast. <laughs> My dick is still limp. No, so no diaper play for me. Right. Not good, bad, right, wrong. Doesn't as I like on. to say. Yeah. But understand that is not on your list, and that's okay. So mm-hmm. understanding what the kind, of, starting off the big things, you know, having an idea. This is not the kind of thing I'm interested in. Right. And again, you can come back to say just for today. Ten years, you know, ten years ago, I would I saw. Um, Flesh hooks for the first time, and mm-hmm. I said, nope, never do it. Right. Eight years ago, I saw piercing, just mm-hmm. needle piercing for the first time. said, nope, never do that, right? Mm-hmm. Time changes, things that may interest you, that's okay. So first thing, you have to understand yourself. The next thing is um, the hard part, which is, the, you know, I, I mean, you, you described it as I'm going for a feeling, mm-hmm. but... That's got to be difficult, I would assume, to express to Absolutely. someone else. Absolutely. So expressing how what it is that you want from the other person. Now, do we want to talk? We're not going to talk a whole lot about how to find those people. No. We've talked about that before. I do want to uh, plug uh, Lee Harrington's and uh, Melina Williams' new book, Playing Well with Others. Uh, it's a book that ex- explores the kink culture, munchies, parties, leather bars, workshops, that kind of stuff. So uh, you could learn more about those type of things that way if you need or want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, we're not going to talk about so much about how to... F- you, maybe this is a partner you already have. This is someone you're meeting at a munch. This is someone you've met at a play partner. Right? Right. Okay. Right. So, and um, one, well, one of the things that I also want to bring up, and, and I like to bring up this a lot now in this day and age. So when we first got started, we never really had to negotiate sex. BDSM and sex were two different things in two different atmospheres. So, which was really complicated to us because we consider it all one thing and actually started a group so that we could do it all together. <laughs> but, um, you know, back then you really did not have to negotiate sex because in the um, parties that we went to, the rules were no penetration. Nowadays, not so much. So, nowadays it is allowed. So you may want to touch on that, you know, I'm not into sex tonight, I just want a spanking. Right. You know, and the other thing is, is, you know, if you're going to list your hard limits, you might almost, you you want to list what you absolutely love too. You know, say yes to some things, don't just give some no's. You know, uh, Lee went over this before in one of the interviews that we did with him, was to (laughs) learn how to say yes. Right. So, yes, I like spankings. Yes, I like blindfolds. No, I don't particularly like gags. And right. that was in my negotiations with someone, uh, re- I'm going to say recently, it's probably been about six months ago. But, um, you know, and I told them I like sensory deprivation, but I can't really do gags because of my dental work. Yep. You know, so I really can't do this. I can't, you know, and I can't do that. Elbow surgery. I've had elbow surgery, so I can stay on my hands and knees for a while, but I'll let you know when my elbow can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think about this idea? Okay. If you're a bottom and you're looking to play, mm-hmm. to bring, and we've heard this on occasion discussed, bring your own toy bag. Oh, yes. I like that. So, like, say, for example, you're into flogging and needles and uh, quirts and uh, paddles. See, I, I like that, but it also kind of limits the creativity of the top, too. So, it depends if you're really just into that stuff for the night. Yeah, you could present that that toy bag. But for me, I also like to know, you know what, if I would limited someone that I just did a single tail steam with, right? you know, if I would limited to just my toy bag, he wouldn't have brought out the machete 
I don't recall this. <laughs> you were busy. Apparently. <laughs> I didn't realize there was a machete in one of your scenes recently. It seems like one of those things we should be talking about. I don't know. Um, it wasn't sharp. It was scary, though, when it, he had me open up my eyes. Uh, yes. <laughs> He's like, this is next. Ah! <laughs> uh, there's a really interesting guide to this. And you were talking about the balance between not limiting the person but still not being so wide open that, you know, you say, oh, hey, I'm in the mood for a spanking and you end up mm-hmm. getting uh, fucked up the ass. Right. You know, if you're going to negotiate that sex is okay, negotiate what sex is okay and mm-hmm. negotiate the safety around it and negotiate, you know. And because what you want to do is you want to put yourself in a position where you're going to, as a bottom, where you're going to be harmed. Mm-hmm. You're going to be spanked and beat and flogged and perhaps for this kind of scene. But you still feel safe. Right. Right. That your boundaries are going to be respected, that you can, you know, let go and enjoy the scene. See, and that, that's my thing is that I like subspace. If there's not a possibility for me to get to subspace with the scene, mm-hmm. I'm really picky. I probably won't attempt it. I'm not just into the physical sensation. So, you know, the physical sensation to me is what drives the subspace. So I want to negotiate enough to where I can like really let go so you know one of the things i will negotiate is safe words and what those safe words mean because yellow doesn't mean the same to everybody red doesn't mean the same to everybody so just touch base with that and if it's somebody i don't know that won't let me have safe words they don't know my body i won't play with them yeah you know one of the things that we we don't talk about a lot is that if you go to a big event Mm -hmm. if you go to the you know the weekend conference Mm mm-hmm Finding people to play with has become incredibly easy. Oh, good gosh. In that there's now the, there's the, um, it used to be in, in the past, and we talked about this in an upcoming book, some blah, 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 <coughs> the hanky code. <laughs> but unless you're in the leather circuit, you probably are not familiar with the hanky code beyond maybe that you know that a black means that somebody's a heavy top or a heavy bottom. Right. The, well, the other trick with hanky codes is you have to be wearing something to put the hanky in. <laughs> That's true. And a lot of us are naked. <laughs> So a lot of these events have um, wristbands you can mm-hmm. wear. It says, I want a bottom, I want a top, or I'm a switch. And right? open it to negotiation. Yes. So that makes it easy at least to begin the process of negotiating, to say at least somebody's coming from a perspective of, I do want to play, right? Um, and then it's just, you know, it's really, it comes down to, it's a matter of, you can either target the person Say, I want to play with you. I don't care what we do. I want to play with you. Or you target a particular skill that the person has. Mm-hmm. I see that you're good at rope. I would like to be tied up. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Unfortunately, a lot of this comes back to, at this point, it comes back to the courage to approach the person and to be clear in saying, here's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Now, you know? I, I approached. I usually wait to be approached, knowing people can play the card if they're a podcast listener. Right. But um, I approached my first person. And if I think back, I think this is the first person I've approached without having you right there with me. And um, it was about his skill, but that was, but we negotiated because he wanted to know if it was about the skill or if it was about his energy. Yeah. And I said, it's about your energy, but the skill is the tool that we can use to play with that energy. Mm-hmm. So, and I really like that, and I like the way it mm-hmm. went. So it went really well. But uh, I'd known him for quite a while before I even asked him to play. I'm weird like that. <laughs> uh, another one that you can do that I'm a fan of, actually. Now, you've always said I would love for my master to fight somebody for me to play with, mm-hmm. and just have me go over there as their toy. I love that. Yeah. So he's there's one thing, you know, there, there's like, make, you know, how do I get to play? I, well, it's not necessarily how you get to play that you want. It's how you, you get to play that I want you to get. Right, right. But it is some randomized play mm-hmm. at least. And then another along those uh, bits is the top trade. Mm-hmm. Two tops get together, they bring their bottoms, and they say, here, take mine. I'm going to take yours. And hey. they do the negotiation outside of your the tops do the negotiation yeah. outside. See, I like that. I do too. It's I... actually kind of a little scary because you did that at, uh, what was it called? Tease. You did that with somebody. You negotiated for me. Oh, yeah, was, yeah. I think it was somebody I bought. Was it the guy I bought at the auction? I think so. But you negotiated for me. And then you come to me and said, I've already negotiated. Do as he says. Yeah. That's a little scary, but uh, very freeing as well. <laughs> right. 
He's naughty. <laughs> uh, and that reminds me, oh, see, but that reminds me of a tease where you negotiated a scene for me that I didn't even know was going to happen. Oh, yeah. With the whole... It involved uh, two other girls. It did. <laughs> that was for your birthday. That, oh, is that what that was? That was, yeah. Did you blow out the candle? Well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that is about it on that topic. Uh, you know, well, it, and... In, the thing is, is that just a little more on that topic, because I wrote myself a note to make sure to mention this, mm-hmm. was that I'm starting to do like a spiritual topping and co-topping with you. And I'm finding that as a top, I haven't experienced a lot as a top. So I'm actually learning how to negotiate from the other side yeah, as well. And I'm finding things that I know I need to cover and... and things that aren't so important and you know so I'm learning that whole skill from another side which is actually pretty neat when you take that information back to my bottom side right you know what to cover and and that's very you know and I will say that from the opposite perspective is that I've gotten to the point where the two of the most of the best scenes that I've had lately mm-hmm. uh, one of them at Indianapolis and one of them mm. in Florida mm-hmm were done with very minimal negotiation. Mm-hmm. Were done with very much of a, I don't care, just do whatever you want to do, sort of. Or I don't really know what I want. And I right. had, you know, just some very high-level negotiations mm-hmm. to say, all right, I'm, my dick will not come out. Right. That is not going to be part of this scene. Um, I'm not going to use, I think that's probably the, yeah. <laughs> the high level of negotiation. Right. And for them to say, okay, whatever you want to do is fine by me. And to just get a you know feel what level of pain do you normally interact in? Do you like the mm-hmm. low or higher levels? And then to just let myself, let my muse, let it go yeah. and have the scene, run the scene for myself out instead of trying to please. And sorry, tops. Sometimes we like to please our bottoms in our scenes. Right. And both fantastic scenes with strangers, which mm-hmm. is very rare for me that I enjoy a scene with somebody I don't know well. And it's easier to do when you're in a large event. Then it would be for private play to do something like that with just the high level negotiations. Yeah. I think, I think, because I have done a private scene, but again, it was with somebody I'd known for a while. Now, my high level negotiation with him mm-hmm. was your dick is allowed out of your pants. We're going to go with the flow, but safer sex absolutely has to be yeah. involved. I don't want to limit. Here's the kind of boundaries, because I do, like I said, I do still have a couple of hard limits, you sure. know, and that's where the gag came up. Please don't use the gag. But, you know, if your cock comes out of your pants, it has to be safe for sex. Right. And he comes back with, well, that probably won't happen. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm just telling you that it is on the table. Uh-huh. So, you know, it didn't. You know, the last thing, I, I guess the last thing I would say about <laughs> negotiating and getting the play that you want is once the play happens or doesn't happen, it's just not a big deal. Mm-hmm. There'll be other opportunities There'll be other chances. Try, try, try again. No, but you know what? Actually, something that I really do tell people a Uh lot is that when you and I scene, we won't negotiate midstream. For for us so far, when we negotiate with somebody new, the negotiation that happens at the beginning is what we stick with. And um, we don't negotiate mid-scene. So, And I just wanted to bring that up because we do have an example of where we were given a sensual spanking to someone. And at the beginning, we had said no sex, no sex. And then during the scene... Well, it was even more clear. If you think about uh, Atlanta? Atlanta. It was even more clear than that. The negotiation in the beginning, it wasn't just no sex. It was no anything except a spanking. Right. And then... In the middle of the scene, she whispered to me, how can I get him to fuck me? And I said, you can't. We negotiated for a spanking. If you See, that's what triggered my memory. Uh-huh. You, know, you can always play again later yeah. and renegotiate for the new scene. For us, we won't negotiate when someone's high on endorphins. Yeah. If I'm in the middle of a scene with somebody, I want to feel safe that my negotiations are going to be held to a standard. I don't want to be asked in the middle of the scene if I'm going to change my mind about something I had said no to during the negotiation. That blows my trust yeah. completely. And especially from a, a top perspective, I don't. there's never a point where I'm comfortable, where I want to be comfortable. Man, I don't know how to put it. I don't want... I, it is my opinion that tops should not be run by their dicks and their pussies, mm-hmm. right? So you get in the middle of a scene and you realize you got a big old hard on and you really like to fuck the person, mm-hmm. you know, and say, hey, boy, a good fucking would be a good part of this scene, wouldn't it? And they're, yeah. right? <laughs> you know? Um, 
you know, if you start off with something's off the table, it needs, in the way we do things, it needs to stay off the table. Yep. Hence, why did you bother to fucking negotiate anyway if you're just going to make up the rules as you go along after the person's already in the middle of a scene, right? right? I think this is part of the beauty of negotiating and mm-hmm. creating a scene is operating within the boundaries of that scene mm-hmm. for us. And that's just the way we do things. If you want to have that option that anything goes in the middle of a scene, wherever it goes, then make sure that's part of the negotiation before you get started. Right. Say, as you're getting, you know, and um, I help, you know, have that conversation with the person that says, look, I know that we just said that um, spanking is not going to be part of the scene, but halfway through the scene, I might want to spank you and I might talk you into it or I might ask you about that. Mm-hmm. So let them know off the beginning you know, short version say, I know we're negotiating, but basically I'm not going to pay attention to that. And I'm being yeah. a little harsher than you are about it. So <laughs> the way I feel about it. You can't... It takes away from the, the safety, from the... I don't know. Like, Well, like I said, if I'm up on the cross, I don't want to have to keep my eyes open all the time to see if the dominant or the top really is paying attention to our negotiations right. and I need to protect myself and blah, blah, blah. Because it puts my walls up. Well, my walls matter, up. My energy shuts down. Do you want to have a conversation in the middle of your scene? You know, no. Do you want to read? I mean, the, the you know, we did. We know one person who says, well, I, I don't just do it. I don't just pull my dick out. I ask them first if it's okay. But it's like... Do you want to read and negotiate into your, okay, now I have to think about what are my contracts with my partners? What's my safety sex? Did we talk about safe sex? Blah, blah, blah. And when Fucking subs have the conversation are, before the exactly, car starts. Exactly. Because when subs are flying, everything feels good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry. All right, let's wrap this we whole up. We need to wrap it up. Oh my gosh, was this one long. Uh, happy anniversary again, honey. Happy anniversary. Want to have your product, event, charity, or service as the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast? Oh, man. I'm s- spacing. Make a $10 <laughs> donation to, for the podcast. For Well, you should make a donation to the podcast while you're spacing. Make a $10 donation to the podcast for a 10-second fr- front bump on our show that reaches listeners from around the world. What, what a bargain. bargain! Contact us at Erotic Awakening at, Dawn and, at Dan and Dawn, Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or use that $10 and go over to Kinkstarter dot erotic awakening dot com and buy a deck and support our desire to give you a deck of cards yes 